Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to week four, episode four of our brand new Until You Win podcast with myself, Charles Wood, your host, and I'm looking forward to this week as I've been laying out and going through all my notes and making notes and descriptions and just key points that I know that I want to hit throughout each of these next uh, few more weeks. I've... uh, I know that when I came to this company that we're going to talk about today, that I was super excited to go back and rehash and relive some of the memories that went on with uh, this company that we're going to talk about today. And I want to start by going back a little bit and telling you um, a little bit about what phone service was like prior to the early to late 1990s. So prior to the deregulation of phone service, long distance phone calls were not something that was common, to be honest with you. It was something that very few people made long distance calls. I remember during Christmas and, and the holidays, things um, when, uh, when, when the times would come around, my, my parents would gra- gather us around the phone um, and yes, I do remember the rotary dial phone, but uh, we did upgrade to touch tone when we moved to our new house. But we would gather around the phone on a holiday because you got holiday rates on a holiday. And we would call my grandparents who lived in Florida. And my dad literally would have a stopwatch. And each one of us had like a like minute and a half or two minutes, something like that, to actually talk to the grandparents on the phone Tell them what was going on really quick. Say Merry Christmas, say Happy Thanksgiving, whatever holiday it was. And then we had to get off and pass the phone to the next person because long distance phone rates were super expensive. You know, we're so used to today, just picking up the phone, calling somebody, not thinking twice about it. But back in the back in the 90s, this was not something that was common. In fact, in uh, 91, I was recalled to active duty. with my reserve unit because of a little thing called desert storm. And my unit got sent to um, three different locations. A third went to England, a third went to Germany and a third went to Saudi Arabia. And we were told within the first 24 hours, we were going to have 10,000 casualties. We were going to be working our butts off. And I went to England with a group of my, you know, luckily a group of my friends that I knew um, and I was pretty familiar with a lot of people, but we had a large unit, well over 300 people at the time. And my wife at the time was pregnant with my daughter. And this was the first child that I had. And I was, you know, stressed out as a father and or soon to be father. And here I am halfway across the world. And I had a little thing from MCI called an FON card, super, super for fiber optic network. And in a matter of just a few weeks, was there about little, right at about two and a half months, got through the beginning of February um, and came home um, early April. I, um, I, I racked up almost a thousand dollar phone bill. And that was just doing quick check-ins on like in every couple of days. And as we got closer and she was admitted to the hospital, it was an everyday checkup. Nobody could call me because I was in a location that it was hard for them to figure out how to 
make a phone call. So it was easier for me to call. Um, my dad did help pay for part of that, but I mean, we, I was, I was paying that off for a long time and you got to understand in 91, a thousand dollar phone bill is like, Oh my gosh, that's almost, that's unheard of today. So it, it was a big deal. And, and phone service was, was a huge monopoly. And it was usually set up in these little tiny nooks and crannies, like, geographically set up and, and every now and then you'd have a little tiny phone company. I remember up in, in Sacramento where I grew up, Roseville phone had its own phone system, but everybody else was on, on uh, pack bell now AT&T, right. Or what we would call ma bell back in the, in the day. So phone service wasn't this easy thing. And then mid nineties came and there was this thing called deregulation of phone service that happened and long distance communication became able to come very common. And that gave birth to this company called Excel communications that my dad and I got involved with in the mid to late, um, 1990s. And, uh, it, it was mid probably, it was probably 96, maybe 97 ish spent two and a half, three years with them. Um, you know, some of this stuff, as I was going back, trying to figure it out, I, I really wish that I had had the dates a little bit better, but anyway, Excel communications, my favorite company that is out there, this company, like it was it, at the time we were mind blown with what they had and the potential of what was to come. That really were the, that's where the excitement was. And over a seven-year period, Excel grew to the fourth largest long-distance company um, in the U.S. Uh, in their eighth year, they hit a billion dollars, okay? And from what I remember reading, it took like Bill Gates like 15 years or something like that to hit a billion dollars with Microsoft. So that's just kind of a like an example of how fast they did it. So... Um, it was it was really um, one of those times that was uh, for us was I'm pretty sure it was 96 to 98 ish because uh, in 98 they stopped their um, network marketing arm of of uh, Excel Communications, but I mean we loved being in this company. This company was just it was amazing when you really thought about where it was going, and we were all excited about it. Um, we had long-distance phone service, and my dad sold the bejesus out of that. To be honest with you, it was, you know, he had a lot of connections in, in the business world, and people were like, yeah, we'll move our phone service, our long-distance phone service to you, not a problem. And we were, you know, signing up a lot of people and having a lot of, uh, of uh, retail success, which was super exciting. Um, and Excel itself was just like, it was a dynamic company. And for those of you who have been in and out of the network marketing business, you're going to recognize a couple of these names. My name, Paul Oberson, was their first person to hit a million dollars a month within Excel communications. I mean, think about that. We're talking in the 90s, a million dollars. I mean, it's still a lot of money, but that was unheard of amounts of money that were being made. I think Steve Smith was the master distributor and every person was on his team. Um, let me skip this one because I want to come back to him. 
Um, a guy named Jay Smith was one of the top um, reps and trainers within the company. The, the guy that I think I was six people below him was guy name was Al Thomas. I mean, he showed me checks of, you know, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars that I had never seen before. Right. And this wasn't something that it was like, Oh, Hey, by the way, I make this much money. This was, you know, he's pulling out a check. He hasn't deposited yet and showing you this. And I know that Al Thomas went on to uh, join ACN, which was another phone company, a little bit different phone company, but after Excel communications ended. And then there's this guy that wrote a little book. Actually, he wrote two little books and is a legend in the network marketing training space. His name is Jordan Adler. He wrote Beach Money and and Better Beach Money, and he was involved in um, Excel communications. So some really top-notch people. I mean, this was not just a fly-by-night organization. To be honest, I don't remember what the compensation plan was. I don't remember if it was a binary or a matrix or which one it was. I do know that my dad and I focused more on getting customers, um, and and that's kind of where I was, having uh, just come out of Amway. I I know that we signed up a few people. We probably had a dozen or so people that we had personally signed up, and we really focused on the retail part of this, to be honest with you. That's where our focus really was. And we were happy with what was going on, to be honest with you. My dad and I had created um, a partnership. You know, we had we had experience, like I shared a couple of weeks ago, um, in PAMCO and APCO, and we had been partners in that. And we entered this as a partnership, and my dad handled um, a lot of the retail sales. I dealt with the follow-up with people and um, focused a little bit more on building relationships with the people who had signed up under us. And over a period of about a year, we had, we had built up a, most of our income was coming from retail business and about 500 bucks a month. And and it was growing steadily and we were really excited about it. Really loved the fact that we could attend meetings, the uh, weekly hotel meetings they had. We had training that went on. It was super enjoyable being able to, um, just be part of something like that where it was fresh, it was young, it was vibrant. Uh, there was, uh, you know, while you really worked on on uh, building friendships and lasting relationships with somebody, you know, those were a lot of the good. And really the bad, and the only reason that we're not involved in it is all of a sudden one day Excel decided that they were no longer going to do the MLM model, the network marketing model. And we were just devastated. We were like all everything that we had worked for, all the customers. They said, thank you for the customers and see you all later. Hope you have a good time. And for us, that was just kind of a letdown. We were like, oh my goodness gracious, you know, how dare us? Like we kicked ourselves in the pants because we were like, we just thought things were just, you know, that good. And it was it was really kind of a shock to us. We had never had a company come and pull the rug out from under us and was like, eh, too bad. See you later. Um, but really the bad also was that we didn't have a list of people to go back to. You know, we relied on them so much for everything that we didn't have anything to go back to. We knew the people that we talked to, but at that moment we didn't really have a service to offer them. So for us, it was, it was a hard one. So 
really for us, my takeaways from this was never give up, never really, um, never give in and, and, and let yourself get defeated. Um, we connected with some great people and started on a new project uh, almost immediately after this. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week. And um, I, I honestly, my, my point to you is if you've been involved in something and it didn't fi- pan out the way that you felt it should, you really need to keep pushing ahead and really keep looking for what was good. What did I learn? How can I improve upon that next time? And the next time that we come back, we're actually going to be talking about um, our first um, jump into multiple streams of income and what I learned from that and where we went from there on out. But we want to thank you for joining us once again. And in the description notes, I will drop a YouTube video from that I found on Excel Communications. Hope you like it. Hope you enjoy And we'll see you here next week on Monday morning with a new episode. Have a great day.